0: Hello everyone and welcome to Grow with Us. My name is Evan Barton and I'm your host who helps create conversations with the innovators and leaders of a growing tech center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Grow with Us podcast highlights the work of community leaders, tech entrepreneurs, nonprofit professionals, and talent development advocates in Tulsa. Grow with Us is a podcast of in Tulsa. In Tulsa's mission is to connect talented individuals and companies to stimulate economic growth in Tulsa and to create more prosperous communities across the region each episode, Grow With Us discusses the growth of opportunities, the growth of communities striving for change, or the tech and innovation that is changing the landscape of Tulsa. On this episode of Grow With Us, we are in conversation with Kyra Carby, the Community Engagement Manager for The Gathering Place, Guthrie Green, and The Lowdown. We discuss the importance and definitions of green spaces, the role of The Gathering Place in Tulsa, and her community engagement strategies that create opportunities for kids and folks of all backgrounds in a large urban park. Kyra, I'm really excited to have you on this episode of Grow With Us. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for inviting me to be here. This, this is great.
0: This is going to be great. I, we're we're waking up on a, a Monday right, right after a holiday. I think we're both feeling a little refreshed. Is that, is that how you would describe yourself this morning?
1: I'm definitely feeling re-energized after this last weekend.
0: Yeah, it was good. I felt like there was some uh, come together moments. I'm I don't know. I had, I've had a good weekend.
1: <laughs> I had a great weekend. Had a family reunion. The weather was beautiful. You, you can't ask for much.
0: Springtime. Springtime in Oklahoma. It, it, it's getting to us and I'm, I'm excited for it. But Kyra, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to our Grow With Us audience. Tell us about yourself in whatever way you feel comfortable.
1: I'm Kyra Carby. I am a Tulsa native, specifically North Tulsa. I have been a longtime resident from Tulsa. Every time I leave, I boomerang right back. So I decided to just stay lay down my own roots, and just kind of re-embrace the city as an adult. Went to, most of the schools I went to coming up in Tulsa are no longer schools or the same schools. So I went to Roosevelt, which is now TSAS. I went to Barnard, which was in Midtown, which mm-hmm. is now um, a housing development. Then I went to Carver Middle School and the Booker T. Washington High School.
0: Yes, we are, we are Hornets <laughs> together. Hornets. Go Hornets. <laughs> also, Barnard, random story. I was on the bus to Booker T one time when I saw Barnard burn down and it was really crazy.
1: That that is intense. (laughs)
0: Did did you hear like that 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 was kind of what had happened to the school?
1: Well, I actually, I think at the time I might have moved back to Tulsa and I remember it was funny because everyone that went to Barnard was really attached to Barnard. Yeah, I started getting text messages like, I heard the school's on fire. People like, my mom just called me, the school's on fire. And it was like this immediate, like, community response all across the nation because I had friends in New York and California like what's happening? The
0: school is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) It's burning. We're not, I mean of course I don't think any, I don't think anything bad happened and if I did I would not remember it that way. No, I don't think
1: anyone was injured. The school burned down unfortunately and then they end up I think bulldozing it and then Mm -hmm. later it became a a housing addition. And
0: a great part of town I think.
1: It is and I think the bear that used to be out front is at the historical society or Okay, or cool. So.
0: They kept some of it alive, which is cool. It is. I love that you kind of have this long history with Tulsa just because a lot of reasons there's this kind of, you grow you grew up here, you have that sense of place here, and then you also have family that's kind of in and around here. Mm-hmm. And kind of revisiting a place at different points in your life, I feel like, can show you different things. And And I feel like you've kind of had that opportunity to go to check in on
1: Tulsa. For sure, for sure.
0: <laughs> and 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 kind of have that community check back in on you too. I mean, it sounds like you were with interconnected, you were in an interconnected community. Once when you were gone, that that almost was calling you back or we were checking in on you, basically, which That's is good. That's for
1: sure it. And I think also growing up in North Tulsa, going to school in Midtown, in high school, I worked in Utica Square, which isn't the same Utica Square that you see now. Yeah. And... Coming from, like, a, a super diverse background, I'm a first-generation Tulsa, so I feel deeply about Tulsa the same way people do who go back generations. Yeah. My mother's from a small town outside of Tulsa, well, you know, near Old Mulgee, Beggs. My father's from Jamaica, but Tulsa just, it calls to me. The people, the land, the story, it's it's home. Yeah, This is where it started. This is my origin story.
0: Yeah, and I I love that, and I I think I share that same background actually. Also, first and like this is a place that I would call home more than anywhere else in mm-hmm. the world, and that that feels good to me because I, I get to see it grow, I get to see it change, <laughs> and I get to see it kind of struggle. I mean, and I have seen it struggle. Like I was listening to this podcast this morning that was recorded in June of 2020, <laughs> and there it's it's two drag queens talking about kind of what's going on in America at that time, and I. it it immediately took me back to kind of what was going on here in Tulsa. I mean, I was, I was here during black lives matter and all of those things. And it was kind of weird to like reflect after like, it's not been three full years, but, but but close to, but close to, and kind of, that was, wasn't the first time that I was really, uh, what's the word? Um, Critical of my, my city or or where I was Mm -hmm. or where I was spending time, but I was, I was paying attention to what the response was. And And
1: that was right before the, so when we had the unwanted visitor, I'm going to say unwanted visitor. Yes. I have no, okay. That was a, that seems so long ago. And and thinking back, like when you started describing what was going on, I'm just like, I remember. Like mm-hmm. Juneteenth was happening, which is which is huge in Tulsa. Um, We were what, about three, four months into the pandemic and like people wanted to be outside, but we were still kind of hesitant. Yeah. And there was all these different things brewing. We're a year out from the centennial. Everyone's talking about these new normals, but we're still living in this scary time. Yeah, and you have tense race relations. You know, the reclaiming of of indigenous lands. Mm-hmm. People, all these. There's a lot of what feels performative with you know, um, land acknowledgments. Yeah, reconciling history. There, it it was so much, and to look at where we are now, there's there's been so much growth. Yeah, but there there are moments that kind of take us back there. To see like how far have we come? Yeah, because you do need those 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 check ins.
0: Yeah, and and I think, I mean, I, I say this from my perspective, and and I know that other people would say something different, but you know, I I feel like I've seen a lot of positive growth. I mean, I felt I okay. felt like we had a really meaningful and appropriate. Doesn't feel like the right word, but a meaningful acknowledgement of the reconciliation that needed to happen. For Sure. Of course, there's more. Of course, I. I, of course, we all need more. And I think that we deserve more and and those communities deserve more. But just, I don't know, put, going back to that, I felt like it was really interesting to kind of see what Tulsa was like in that time. And so.
1: Well, I think the fact that Tulsa and, and not just like a city level, but the people were taking those first steps and that's meaningful. Yeah. As opposed to like, let's let's do this moment and move on. It's become a part of everyday conversation and you see things happening that help. Almost restore yeah. those relationships and build a brighter future for everyone.
0: Yeah, which is really, really important. And I think I, I love that I love that we kind of started this conversation off on this note, because I think it's really important to a lot of the work we or a lot of the conversation we're gonna have later on. But you know, you've mentioned Tulsa being really this main player in your life. How has it changed maybe specifically over time for you? What have you what have you noticed in its development?
1: Oh, I have a a love-hate relationship with Tulsa. Being from Tulsa when there was nothing here to now there there's so much. It's almost a struggle to keep up now. Yeah. But watching the the development of the the city infrastructure, the revitalization of downtown and the historic Greenwood, it's almost overwhelming to think even just in the last 10 years how much things have changed. And there's there's so much more room for for growth. Like we have the focus on education being a former educator i can see like our system is suffering and there's so many amazing people doing the work work both in tps like the Tulsa public schools district but also charter schools and community centers Mm -hmm. and even like the extent of like the development of green spaces specifically if you look at go through green they used to be a brown space and and gathering place being created there's this revitalization happening in Tulsa where people from Tulsa and outside of Tulsa are truly investing in this city.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and I think you're, I love, I love that, con- like getting us into that conversation because um, my partner has been here this past weekend and we've been talking a lot about like third spaces. And I don't, I don't know why it's just been like this little buzzword we've had, but it, it is something that's like important to, us I, are really to communities to have but you know what we kind of toyed around with this like definition what is the definition of third space well it's a, it's a place where you there's not a per like a dollar amount associated with your presence you know you mm-hmm. can go and be there and no one's going to question why you're there or why you haven't spent any money on nothing and if you haven't get out type of thing yeah. and so green spaces being particularly characterized by like being outdoors and having foliage having (laughs) flowers and trees kind of just those natural things i think it's really important to return to a return to a community with that with those spaces very
1: true very true green spaces are are powerful i always tell people green spaces have historically been political spaces Mm -hmm. it's a, a low barrier entry where anyone is welcome and you can bring your full self and there's a healing aspect of being outside, I think it is crucial. And this makes me sound kind of like, not a hippie, but, <laughs> you know, take your shoes off, you know, take your socks off and just walk around in the grass, right? Yeah. Be mindful of bees, but like, have a good time. And it's it's relaxing. And just thinking back when we we're talking about 2020, you saw this this surge of people rushing to green spaces because we couldn't be indoors anymore. Yeah. So green spaces were there. People rediscovered like the love of like riding bikes, uh, going fishing, just being outside, a picnic. Yesterday I saw I think about thirty different people at Guthrie Green with blankets, just hanging yeah. out or sitting on the steps. Yeah. And so green spaces are they're 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 vital to any city to thrive. You need green spaces as much as you need thriving businesses.
0: Yeah. And I I just recently visited uh Los Angeles and that's a city that is like super I would say condensed, but also spread out. It's it's super populated. That population density is like super high. And when we went to a park over in Silver Lake, mm-hmm. and when I tell you, everyone was at the park. Silver Lake. Everyone. everyone wanted their green space. And so you know, when I go to green spaces here in Tulsa, I'm like, okay, there's a lot of people here, but it ain't all of L. A. County. <laughs> like, well, and like
1: you said, those their green spaces are are treasured because there is so much city infrastructure like yeah there has been a push in the last few years to reclaim those spaces because access to green spaces also correlates to like people's longevity and like it's, you need it for a healthy life yeah i was just in la last fall for a, a green space convention and that's what they were talking about of how can we recapture people into green spaces so you look at like people who are playing their children are playing competitive sports once you get to, you know, middle school, high school, AAU ball, yeah. um, those opportunities dwindle. So they've created programs within park systems to where kids can have that access to competitively that isn't maybe at that same caliber as people who are headed to college. Yeah, They've also, there's an initiative in L.A. County where they were opening up certain schools because they have playground equipment and like green space yeah. so people can access that who, Sometimes there's a highway dividing you from the park. So where can you uh, gather collectively within your own community? So it's exciting to see all over.
0: Yeah, and and I actually recently ran into you at the launching of the Tulsa Dream Center's West Campus. And uh, when I was there, I learned kind of about they have a league called the the Tulsa Dream League that Mm -hmm. does that same program for kids. uh, I think it's like elementary, but really prime age group where you want to go play soccer you want to you want a community of people to like kick the ball around with. i I will say
1: that when i was an educator our school gilcrease and john hope you know we were we were champs oh yeah we were we were the team to be
0: (laughs) representing
1: you know always
0: i love it well let's kind of get into the meat of this conversation we've already touched on it just a little bit i'd love to kind of hear you tell me um about your work at the gathering place and and you are the community engagement manager there um, but first, go ahead and give us just a little bit about what the gathering place is, and then maybe you can jump into your role.
1: I am the community engagement manager for, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Gathering Place, um, better known as a GGP. Well, maybe not better known, but it falls under an umbrella called GG, uh, GGP LLC, which is Gathering Place Guthrie Green and Lowdown. Gathering Place as some people may know, may not know, it's a, a large riverfront park, sixty plus acres, that was the largest public, private public gift to a city by uh, George Kaiser. Overview, he gave $200 million. Then there was $200 million in private donors. And then sixty-five was given by the city of Tulsa for infrastructure. And with that, uh, September 2018, this massive park opened. About 10 years ago, there was a brown space in the historic Greenwood, um, not too far from where we are now, I think across the street. Yeah. Um, a brown space that was converted to a green space to kind of act as a um, town square. A lot of uh, concerts, music, um, different music. Um, They've had Hip Hop 918 Day. They have workout classes, First Friday Art Crawl, which this is kind of the hub for all of that. Guthrie Green kind of kicked off the the regrowth of the downtown Greenwood area. Um, From that, the Bob Dylan Center, um, Woody Guthrie, all the wonderful things. And then Lowdown is below a restaurant in the historic Greenwood, and it's a small music venue that holds about 100 people. And with that, my position as community engagement manager is really to make sure that we're in touch with the community and what the community wants, whether it's... Our community is a lot bigger. Most people are like, oh, the downtown area or North Tulsa West. We're all of Tulsa and surrounding areas because of the size of Gathering Place. So we want to make sure that we're in tune with the community as well as the community understanding, like, our capacity of what we have to offer and what we can do. And then also, um, I get to do our sponsorship ass, right? So, um, mm-hmm. as people know, Guthrie Green, completely free to go visit for shows, gathering in place, a world-class park for free. I'm always saying, what an odd business model, but it works. Yeah, it's, it's a great gift, but to do that, it requires, you know, the, the community to support it. So it's free for everyone always. And there's never a gate put up keeping people out. So that's my job in a nutshell.
0: That's amazing. No, and it's, there's so many things to dive into here. (laughs) I I love it. I kind of want to first touch on the the Guthrie Green because that is, I remember experiencing the Guthrie Green not existing and then existing and within like middle school and high school era of my life, I guess. And it was really interesting to kind of see I guess really quickly how opportunities became apparent. Um one thing that I remember going to do in high school and it ended up being I think something I did maybe all four years, but mm-hmm. I think it's the week of Halloween they did um they do a projection of the Rocky Horror Picture Show yeah. which is a very for for anyone out there listening for for queer folks and really just for lots of people that <laughs> love that movie. Yes, it's yes. a cult classic. It's a very interactive for perf- like for screening if you screen that movie there's rules
1: <laughs> Yeah, like there's things that you, you can't just sit there and watch Mm-mm. it you have to be a participant
0: you're throwing rice you're yelling expletives at the screen and that's because there's been this whole culture around it and it's kind of therapeutic honestly exactly yeah. and, and what's so funny is i actually if you ever watch the rocky horror movie i personally don't like it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love everyone's excitement around it exactly which makes me enjoy it but I understand completely.
0: It it is just a really out there movie, and uh, but it don't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It didn't matter to me then, but because like the point I'm trying to make is there. My high school's like um, GSA, Gay Straight Alliance, mm-hmm. and what w- we would call ourselves SOFA, Sexual Orientation Friendship Acceptance. We all, like a group of us all went to the Rocky Horror Picture Show for yeah, like three or four years in a row, and that was really impactful to me. I mean, I mean, I know that's like one event in like a whole year or whatever, but like. We previously would have never done that. (laughs) We previously could have not had a place that's showing a free movie on the lawn where, like, we were also interacting with maybe people from other schools. It creates
1: community out of nowhere. Exactly. It it draws people in that maybe not—they wouldn't usually interact, Mm -hmm. or it it provides that space. So if you are in high school, like, you may not have money to go to a movie theater. Yeah. So, like, grab a blanket, grab a chair— or not, and mm-hmm. have a seat and enjoy.
0: Exactly, and that was that was so cool to to kind of s- learn later on, like the philosophy behind that. Like, you know, people were thinking about w- why I would interact with the space before I ever interacted with the space. And I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. That happened a lot with The Gathering Place um, too. And, and I think that, you know, The Gathering Place, I, I think we've talked about this quite a bit on this podcast, more conversationally, but not necessarily from a historical perspective of like, you know, what it was like I, I, there's pre tulsa or there's pre-gathering place Tulsa and post-gathering place Tulsa a mm-hmm. little bit for some people. Um, I missed the whole opening and everything. Like whenever I came back from college, I was like, "What is this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where did this come from? Where
0: did this come from?" And I don't think I fully ever experienced it in its open and, and and full glory until I moved back in 2020. And the pandemic, of course. Mm-hmm. So it, it was like the place people were flocking to in a lot of ways. It was like, oh my gosh, everyone wants to go to the gathering place. It's, sure, it's open, sure. all of those things. And then I had the opportunity to work there when I was working at Atento Capital. And that was really cool because it was like, oh, people are not only bringing their kids here and and showing them this thing. There's businesses <laughs> operating out of here, of, of essentially, especially businesses right. that don't...
1: A, oh, um... A co-op of working space. Yeah. it was bigger than just the playground. It uh-huh. was honestly people's office, where their meeting room. Mm-hmm. I was like, Okay, this that's right,
0: and which is so cool. And and like you said, free of charge,
1: completely free. I'm completely like, free. we're not charging because now that I work there, I'm like, maybe we just charge. No, it's free. I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay, it's free.
0: <laughs> I, I got, I got it. It's free. We'll work on the the business model. Is working. <laughs> <laughs> it's working.
1: I, you know, trust. I'll trust the process. But sometimes you're like. You know, we have boats. Oh, how much are the boats? They're free. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's this concert coming. It's free. Okay, well, kids are performing. How much is it? It's free. Mm -hmm. We're having a Halloween bash, and we're giving out pumpkins, and there's face painting, and it's free. Okay. Love it. So, we're just not charging. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Fantastic.
0: I'll take the hint. I got it. I got it. I got it. (laughs) I was going to say, too, that... the spring break programming that was just, that just happened this Massive. past month was yeah. awesome. So so cool. It was. Thank um, you. I had the opportunity to volunteer at the VR headset, and I was like, the whole time I was doing it, I was like, one VR didn't exist when I was a kid, but if it did, if it did, this would be my first interaction with it. Probably. I mean, some. some Unless of the, you
1: went to like a. A, a store that sold in and mm-hmm. let you demo it, you would never get to...
0: Exactly. And it was so funny. Some of the kids were coming in and being like, my dad has this. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But then some kids were like, this is truly like the first time I've ever done this. And it's it's so cool. I don't think I have actually ever done VR, like even to this day.
1: I don't think I have either, honestly.
0: they you know it's, it's, it's just something that I always make, not make an excuse, but just it it evades me. (laughs) But at the gathering place, there was an option to do that for free. So
1: completely free. Like, I'm like, what is the gimmick? I'm always asking. And I work there. I'm like, okay, but like we charge them on the way out, right? Like, (laughs) no, they're like, it's free. I'm like, okay, it's free. It's just something I'm internalizing. Like, there's truly no catch. Yeah. You don't have to sign your name to something. We're not going to sell your information and you're going to start getting robocalls. There's not a membership. It's just free. And it's, providing an even playing ground for everyone. Like you said, a kid came in and said, well, my dad has this. And there's another kid who was like, wow, I've only seen this, you know,
0: on TV watching my favorite whatever. YouTube mm-hmm. stars,
1: something like that. Yeah. And it's uh, an even playing ground. We had Cuckoo Kangaroo perform every day for like an hour the entire spring break. <laughs> there was a basketball clinic going on in the sports court. I think they had, maybe it was like soccer. There was another programming going on. They had these giant inflatables that kids could interact with. They were digging fossils at Peggy's Pond. Yeah. I was just like, "What? What is this?" Like, so if I had kids, I could just drop them off and you know, <laughs> don't drop your kids off. What you could honestly have something new to do every day and stay all day and still not touch every aspect of spring break.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it just that kicks part. off the whole season. Yeah,
1: spring break and our education and program team does a phenomenal job. Our um, AV guys, maintenance. It, our horticulture department. It is the people for me for the park. Yeah, the park is beautiful, but the people that pour so much of their time and energy into it make it an incredible experience for everyone.
0: Yeah, and that—that's I love that. And one of when I first moved back to Tulsa, the sentiment that I heard from some folks that were new to here was was like, whenever I go to the gathering place, I see all of Tulsa, and that that kind of hit me. Differently back then, because the folks that were coming into town, I was obviously noticing were like either from California, where I had been to California and known like I know I knew what it was like for like POCs, like people of color, black folks to see themselves in other spaces, mm-hmm. and for that to be told back to me here in Tulsa felt like okay, I think we're onto something here. We are, we are I, sure. I, I think. I think people are seeing themselves, and and that's. And it's, I don't know, they're seeing themselves in a way that it's not shocking, I guess. Like uh, the-
1: It doesn't feel like people are pandering to you, mm-hmm. like they're being strategically placed. And I think, like with Guthrie Green, Guthrie Green is the model of how places aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Guthrie Green and the, the, our team over theres they're just incredible about giving people what they want. But it draws such a diverse crowd and people just, they just love it. The space yeah. is, it's authentic. And it's, it just, it, it it kind of becomes overwhelming because sometimes at other places I see people trying to figure out like, well, how do we grab from this market, this market, this market? And Guthrie Green just provides great programming and it happens because yeah. people have seen themselves there for the last decade. And now we're attempting to duplicate the same thing at Gathering Place. Like we do a, a wonderful job of it, but I think there's there there's way more that we can tap in.
0: There's a huge scale up too. I mean, just the like you said, sixty acres. <laughs>
1: sixty plus <laughs> acres. You know, um, the the land bridge. What was it? What's it called? The pedestrian bridge mm-hmm. is also you know in in the works now. Which yeah. will open up you know green space on the other side to the park. Um,
0: the water sports that's gonna be yeah, happening. The, the
1: flume that's gonna be put in. There's a is it? I don't want to mess up the name of the lake. I want to say zinc, but I could be wrong. But the, the lake will be there. Um a bit of a, I don't know if it's called it an amphitheater, but there's mm-hmm. so many incredible things, and I'm like, this is Tulsa? Yeah. And it, I mean, it is Tulsa, and the connectivity of not just Tulsa, but how Tulsa works with both Jinx, Broken Arrow, Sand yeah. Springs, Owasa, like it all kind of just fans out, if you will, and we're we're going to step into a whole new era of not just green spaces, but people learning to be stewards of the, of the land and the water. Yeah. And the story of Tulsa not just when you go back a hundred years to the destruction of Black Wall Street, the rebirth of Black Wall Street. You see that happening now with all these different um, individuals. And then you talk about the story of the the first people that were here. So you think about Muscogee, Osage, and Cherokee. But then there's like a deeper history there, and people are all working together to respect, acknowledge what's here, but also respect and acknowledge what has been and what yeah. continues. Like what's what's still here, like the people. Like you think about the Tugabachi allotment that Gathering Place sits on mm. and looking at how to tell that story and be, respect, um, be respectful, but to also interwove this this new story that's happening. It's just, Tulsa is just, I get, I'm blown away sometimes. Like this is a real place. Yeah. These are real people.
0: Oh, that's so cool. I, lo- I love that you know even know like the history about that, like the allotment and the land because it's, it's, that's kind of like the, I, I think a, a major part of, telling the story of green spaces is like who if if we think about private land ownership which is a lot of what this country cares about um that it's so meaningful that someone said here you can have this and everyone can have it right that's that's kind of the 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 big piece it's
1: it's, it's the 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 leveling of the playing field and with that we're telling these this this history but it's also so necessary because you have schools and you have I don't want to get political, but you have people who are silencing teachers and what's happening in the classroom. So at the park, we have this ability to share the story and teach and and bring it in a way that doesn't take one side or the other, but just lays out the facts so people can come to their own conclusion and discuss and want to learn more. The facts. The facts.
0: I love that. Let's talk a little bit more kind of about Community. What is engaging the community look like, um, you know, kind of across all three? It, it feels like there's a strategy there, um, obviously, to get folks in. But um, what, what's that kind of look like in your role? Well,
1: there should be a strategy, but then they hired me, and therefore, it, it's, <laughs> they it's, say, we'll a, it's a wild card. It's like, it's fine. Um, so I always joke, like, my, I'm a community engagement manager. I engage the community. And a lot of times, it looks like conversations. Mm-hmm which sometimes turns like a lot of meetings and balancing that out with like strategic planning. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm allowed a very, I'm very fortunate and I get to cross over into a lot of different spaces. I get to talk to people who work in finance. I get to talk to educators. I get to talk to people who run nonprofits, museums, community centers, um, people in the VC, tech. And then I try to find out what partnerships are, are strategic for us to be able to open the doors for more people. My goal is, like, Tulsa Remote, incredible program, brings people to Tulsa. My job, I always sound like there's a job that they hired me to do, and there's the one I want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's to provide access for the people who are kind of not missing out, but aren't aware of what's happening in Tulsa. Yeah. So what's good for green spaces is good for gathering plays. And I just want to figure out how we can help other green spaces, whether it's, Uh, Whiteside, Chamberlain, O'Brien, all these different park systems, like these communities to to duplicate the same thing, maybe on a smaller scale in their own green spaces. I get to act as a human bridge. I get to connect all these different parts of Tulsa with one another so people aren't trying to recreate the wheel. You should meet this person. They're already doing this. You should do this. You should work with this person. And then maybe you bring that to the park. You bring that to Guthrie Green. Yeah take it to this school. So it's a, it's a gift. I get to connect with people. And honestly, it's just the greatest part of my day.
0: I love that. It's kind of like the way you just described it. It's like planting the seeds for programming. creates programming in and of itself a little bit, you know, talking to people, helping them develop an idea and then, you know, getting to watch them execute that idea. For and and I guess also like getting to see that impact that that programming can have on the community and also for that individual. That's that's such a cool element of that, you know, providing the opportunity and the space in which for someone to do that is really impactful and, and super cool. I think the way you described it to me when we first met was you are like you are a people connector. And oh,
1: that's honestly, it
0: you gather them and connect them to the other, and I, I just
1: gather them to a place. Exactly, only there was a place for them. No,
0: <laughs> I love it. No, it, you're right it, on. It's great
1: because being from Tulsa, I've seen all the phases. I've grown up with people from all walks of life, and then as an adult, I've got to meet people who have who have come to Tulsa and made Tulsa home. And I've worked in hospitality and restaurant management. I've worked as a teacher. I've worked in retail. I have a very not complicated path here, but not a traditional path into the position I'm in. Yeah. And it just allows for me to connect a lot of people. People always joke, like, do we know somebody? Call Kyra. <laughs> Kyra knows everybody. Kyra knows Get... somebody. And I'm like, no, I don't. And then I go somewhere like during First Friday art crawl and I can't walk twenty feet without speaking to someone. I was like, just I'm just I'm just social. I can't help it. Yeah.
0: I love I love that. I there's there's so many ways to think about that gift as like I, at least for me, I feel like I've had people give me kind of the same <laughs> criticism. It's not even criticism; it's like they give me beef for that or whatever. And right. and I'm like, I I love that about me and and anyone that gets to do that because it's like it, one people are excited to see you <laughs> when they see you, and that always feels good. But it's also like, yeah, you you might be able to help that person get to the next step with anything, and I, I I love that that element of it. So. um Kind of going back to the park and, and something I, th- I feel like can kind of ground us in really the impact that Gathering Place and, and really a lot of the programming that, that you, you all are doing there is um, the presence of the Gathering Place as an urban park. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of something we talked about when we first met, but you know how does the Gathering Place view its role as an urban park in this you know, sprawling metropolitan city of Tulsa? Tulsa just reached you know over a million MSA last year, um, or maybe the year before, or so. But you know, it's a big, it's a it's a large, um, area of space and, and people coming into the community and experiencing Gathering Place. So how how does the organization see them in playing that role?
1: It's it's interesting because I think when I tell people that Gathering Place is an urban park, people are like, "Wait, what?" I'm like, "Well, the majority of parks in America are urban parks unless you're in Montana." Yeah. And with that, Gathering Place, you know, from conception had this lofty goal of being a park for all. And with that, it it has to be strategic because you can't just, you know, be. Other parks can just, you know, be like, oh, we're having an activity on Saturday. Come out and they send a flyer out or they put it on a window because people come to that park. They mm-hmm. see it. There's a, a built-in group of people that go, they go there. We Gathering Place to be a park for all. We're very intentional about going out into communities, whether it's schools, you know, talking to other partners, our donor base. We just uh, recently established the Gather Toss a Collaborative, which is made up of about 11 different individuals who care, um, I guess, who have a myriad of uh, identities. They move in financial sectors. They're in um, LGBTQ. They are, you know, I would say civic leaders. They work in education, in the arts. It's just. We can't always do the work ourselves because it's such a, it, it's a, it's a big work being a, a, a part for all of Tulsa and kind of trying to set the precedent of what a part could be yeah and what it could be for its community. So we're constantly stopping and reevaluating like, like how did this program, how was it received? How can we elevate it? How can we change it? This year with our story time, which is on Thursdays, we have a, um, an ASL interpreter for every single one of
0: them. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Um, we're we're working on trying to work with people who can help us curate spaces from other identities. Like, how do you perceive this program? What would you like to see? We want to make sure that when people come there, they feel accepted. And we're creating a culture of acceptance from everyone. And it's just, it's a lot of critiquing, right? I always, we always joke that we don't take enough time to celebrate what we've done because we feel like we have so much more to do. Yeah. And it's not just to stop and be like, wait, we just had 15,000 people participate in this program. That's a big deal.
0: Yeah. You know, we have... Cue the round of applause. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you know, even like with our field trips, we make sure that a lot of uh, Toss Public Schools are Title I. And we notice that a lot of people can't come to field trips because they have to pay for it themselves. And then we reimburse them. So one of the first things that we did when I got there was cut out the middleman, if you will, and make sure that we pay up front so that no one has to wait till... April and May to try to go on a field trip. They can go at the start of the year, um, the middle of the year, and just use the space how they want to. Like our field trips aren't just like our um, employee guided. There's there's teachers got there's there's teacher led field trips. We want people to come out and do photography classes, writing classes. If there was, you know, a gym class come out and have you, you know use the sports court how you see fit. Yeah, we don't want to regulate how people experience green spaces. Yeah. You don't have to just walk around, look at butterflies. It can be so many other different things.
0: Yeah, that's, I, I think that, that totally is right on what I was, I was getting at, or I think thinking of when I think of an urban park is that it has to, you know, kind of have mixed use. And I think the Gathering Place really nails that with like the sports park, you know, you can, there's a skate park. Every time I'm at the Gathering Place skate park, it is full of skaters it is <laughs> and then i see volleyball going on i see basketball going on and then when i'm walking around the trails i see kids playing on the playground like mm-hmm. if you were to you know get a little map that showed you where people are you would see that there's almost there's probably someone in every every
1: part there is and i think in the beginning <clears throat> sorry it was so geared like people were excited about this amuse it was it's almost like an amusement park yeah. right like 5 acres of playground mm-hmm. But we realized that there's a whole other community when you do go to like the pump tracks or mm-hmm. you're on the basketball court. So I think it was the first year they had a basketball tournament. It's looking at how can we bring more people out to see themselves at the park? Like we have Dog Play Wednesday, people bring their dogs out. One day, um, I think it was last week, someone had the uh, cornhole, like they had brought their cornhole out and having like a mini tournament and somebody was Love playing that. gin. I was like, <laughs> you honestly don't know what people are doing at any given time, but they are enjoying green spaces. Like, they're outside where they might have otherwise been inside playing video games or mm-hmm. watching television. Getting out and connecting with each other and just enjoying conversation. In the lodge, it's a little different because you do see a lot of people on phones and computers because they're working. Yeah, I get it. But it's like, you know, but after they get done, they can go take a quick walk.
0: Exactly. You know? They're already in the green space. I, I, the image that comes to my mind is I think a lot of people... Um, have seen this, like, New York, uh, New York obviously has Central Park, Mm -hmm. and there's, I've seen this image so many times in in media, portrayed in media, is, like, the speed chest that goes on in Central Park, and I'm like, we're gonna, Tulsa's gonna create its own that, you know, with The Gathering Place, which is is cool to think about, like, I don't know if it's gonna be portrayed in media or whatever, but, like... Well, there
1: is a guy that, he's out there, I I think when it it warms up, so now, um, by the lodge, and he plays... Like chess, like he challenges people to play chess, and it's he's hard to beat. I hear, but I, oh, I, I bet I, I'm getting better. I think I'm going. <laughs> this gonna, might be my year.
0: <laughs> Go take him down. Um, l- my last question here, kind of rounding out our discussion, which I just want to already say, like, thank you so much for engaging with this uh, topic with me. It's yeah, been really I great.
1: Mean, it's, it is my job to engage the community, <laughs> so here I am. No.
0: Um, kind of, I, I think this is an opportunity for you to be reflective a, a little bit as a Tolson, but also in your role. Um, from your perspective, how has the city received the presence of The Gathering Place?
1: This question has two answers because I think I've been fortunate enough to be on both sides. I admittedly was not a fan of the idea of The Gathering Place in the beginning. You know, when, when you talk about the investment of so many public dollars in an area, when you live and you've grown up in North Tulsa where like our streets are also in need of of repair, there's this idea of like, why this green space and why not invest in what already exists. And then, as um, when the park started to open, a, a huge initiative, which I think spoke to the heart of what Gathering Place would be, they wanted to make sure every student was able to visit the park. So they did like around the clock almost field trips. I remember I got to go, I think it was maybe it was March 2018. So about six months before the park opened, and I got to see. My students experience this this wonder because there's not another park like it. Yeah, Central Park is bigger, but it doesn't. We've had Central Park come and visit gathering place, and they are blown away.
0: I love it. One well, Oklahoma kids can't go to Central Park.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they get to access this this pub this 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 public park and get to let their creativity fly. Yeah, they get to interact with other children. They go to the um, PSO Reading Tree and. They had a huge book challenge, and everyone felt like a part of Gathering Place because they were sought out and they weren't left out at any point. Even though Gathering Place is one of the richest zip codes in the city, mm-hmm. so you know the Gathering Place started to to defrost my cold heart, I guess. If you
0: will, <laughs> I love the metaphor. You know, and then, we, and
1: then I, my sister at the time lived in North Carolina, so she would come and visit, and I got to see my nieces experience a park. They came and tossed and it was it was december i think it was 20 2018 freezing cold and the park is packed yeah it is an oklahoma winter and people it is not slowing anyone down yeah and i was like okay like this place is remarkable fast forward to 2022 and i started my my position at gathering place and i get to see the people that are here i get to see the effort into making sure that everyone has mm-hmm. access to the park and I get to hear people's story, people who live near the park, people who travel to the park, people who love the park. I met the guy, they used to call him Mr. well, they still call him Mr. Gathering Place. And he didn't miss any days of that first hundred days of celebration. Oh, wow. And there is this ownership that everyone takes over the park. It isn't just, you know, this is George Kaiser's park. It's our park. Yeah. Like, we have the best park, or this is my favorite park, or I like to go talk to this person. I got to work with our horticulture Mm -hmm. department one day and the the ownership that 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 part of um, that part of the staff takes over the the curation of like skyguarding or the sports court, and there's that ownership over what it looks like. They get to talk to people and engage, and they know people by name because they run by every day or they come and sit and they yeah. get to watch kids grow up and you see a place that was was built with private dollars, but everyone feels. Like They've invested in it, whether it's they've told friends, they've posted pictures.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We've created a culture where people walk by and they pick up trash when they see it. People want to come volunteer. Yeah, They get to learn, and we have—it's just—it's beautiful to see that people care about green spaces and that it wasn't what we thought—well, what some people thought the park could be. It has been very intentional to make sure that it never becomes a park for a certain group of people. Yeah. And it's it's just beautiful to watch and be a part of now. And if you can't make it to the gathering place, come out to Guthrie Green. Mm-hmm. Or you know, if you don't want to be outside, check out Lowdown and listen to some music. Honestly, was it Wednesday through Saturday? Great place to be. Yes. National touring acts, free energy session for children, all the things. And Guthrie Green has an amazing lineup lineup coming this summer and spring. So.
0: We got to stay tuned. Where, where can people find out more information about that? If, that's off the a, top, if you know.
1: That's fantastic. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, gatheringplace.org. And then there's Guthrie Green. I think it's a .org as well, but we'll just just Google Guthrie Green. There's only one. And then uh, Lowdown Tulsa um, on Facebook, Eventbrite. Follow all our socials. It's, things are happening. Things are happening.
0: Things are happening. GuthrieGreen.com
1: dot com
0: the gatheringplace.org that I think you're right. I, only,
1: on. I have one job. dot <laughs> or dot org. Why? Why
0: did they both exist? Riddle well, me I, that. I don't. <laughs> Kyra, thank you so much for being. Thank on this you for episode. having me. This, this is has amazing. been amazing. This has been really great. I really appreciate it. Um, any last things you want to provide our audience with, whether it, if folks want to stay connected or get in touch with you, it's well, it's up you to know, you.
1: You can call the Gathering Place and ask talk to Kyra Carby, <laughs> and you know I will connect you to all the things. Also. If you can't make it out to Gathering Place or Guthrie Green, like check and see what your your own local park is doing. Um, the Tulsa Parks uh, group over there, um, Anna, America, Stacy Martin—they're doing incredible things with green spaces. Uh, Dream Keepers Park—they've got a lot of exciting things happening over there. O'Brien has a beautiful baseball facility. I can't remember the park that has. Well, they almost all of them have splash pads. I think go and just rediscover your own green space and. And invest in that as much as you invest in Gathering Place in Guthrie Green.
0: Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Grow With Us, Kyra. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Grow With Us. Grow With Us is supported by Intulsa Initiatives. If you are interested in learning more about Intulsa services for job placement and workforce initiatives, please visit talent.intulsa.com. From there, you can join our talent network where you will get access to our newsletter and our talent team will make sure you put the right opportunities on your radar. We put the choice to pursue a new career and opportunities in your hands. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify to be notified when more episodes of Grow With Us are released. Let us know what you think about how we're doing by rating and reviewing. It really helps. Grow With Us is edited and engineered by Rant9 Productions and Jesse Ulrich. This has been Grow With Us.